Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, and I'll be your Dungeon Master. I'm Adam Deweese, and I will be your illithid cleric, Dr. Shepard. I'm Megan Kelleher, and I will be your human monk, Ava Elkin. I'm Rob Clark, and I will be your Warforged Artificier, Info Fuscat. I'm Whitney Mullen, and I'll be playing Rita Nove and ASMR Bard. And I'm Patrick Collins, playing Kanan Vergest, the Tiefling Wild Magic Sorcerer. Last time, you all were arrested by a whole bunch of Githyanki, and you were taken across space to some unknown place. All you know is you've been arrested, so you can assume some sort of jail or prison. And it has been like two or three days. And during this time, Dr. Shepard has been following all of you. You all probably are hoping that's the case, but are not certain that that is happening. However... There have been multiple things going on on the ship um, throughout the journey where you might have overheard that it seems like perhaps they're being followed or they were engaging with some sort of enemy. Uh, In fact, last time you were all given the chance to almost escape because some sort of incident had happened on the ship and you were left alone in the room long enough to uh, try out a few things. Well, during this time, Shepard, you know, along with Gary, has taken the eclipse and has been following all of you. Shepard, you notice that they are getting close to this large planet and its accompanying moon, Sentinel. It's, I mean, it's a matter of minutes before they're going to be entering its orbit. Uh, It's a matter of, you know, maybe an hour or so before they're going to be landed and wherever they need to be, maybe less. So what would you like to do? At this point, as far as you know, you have not yet been detected. However, if you are approaching a planet and it is uh, populated or or defended really heavily, they probably also have sensors for ships coming in, especially if you're following this military Githyanki ship. So what would you like to do? Just so I can at least give you a chance to do something without forcing the ship to land. Is there something you can do or something Um, you would like to try? I... I feel like my um, the uh, like the stealth sensors probably aren't going to be good enough to approach a whole uh, a whole base, um, but I guess in for a penny, in for a pound. I'll try to. So uh, I, I recall from the last episode, um, I had kind of two different points that I thought they had potential of going, and then ended up um, kind of pushing my luck and going with what I thought was the better, uh, more likely choice. Was that the moon or the planet they're going to? So it seems right now at this trajectory that they are heading for the moon, Sentinel, which orbits uh, a larger planet called Glyph. I'd like to kind of approach and follow them as much as I can until I see like the any kind of landmarkings or if they're going for a city or a base or out in the middle of nowhere, wherever I think they're, wherever I can see that they're going, I, I want to try to land like, I don't know, like two miles away, three miles away. 
So you see that they start moving forward and you'll see their ship get gripped by um, the atmosphere as they're suddenly pulled at a different trajectory and they're zooming off very quickly. Um, And because of the moon, they're getting further and further out of your sights. And before long, you can see that it is clear they are certainly going to land on the moon of Sentinel. From where you're at, once you see them go down uh, into the atmosphere of Sentinel, I mean, you lose sight of them. Um, I'll try to I'll try to track them. Mm, Gary, follow them. Now following enemy Gith Yankee ship. And the ship will suddenly begin to lock on to this other ship, and you'll feel the eclipse begin to speed up, and then it too will be gripped by the atmosphere of this moon sentinel. Um, and you start closing in on them. At this rate, it is quite possible that they will detect you, however. I'm, I'm going to try to... I'm just going to try to land uh, where I can at least... What's the range on the intercoms? Three miles? You were able to communicate with uh, Gary, and he was 13 miles away. But as far as being able to communicate with one of them via, you know, using one of your communication devices to the other, um, I believe it was only, yeah, about three miles. Uh, I'll, tr- I'll try it out. Mm, hello? Anybody there? Shit. Gary, we're too far. What am I seeing, like, in, in like, the windshield and stuff? Like, what's it look like outside this planet? If you begin to um, examine the outside of the the planet around you, or the the moon around you, rather, you see a dark with a lot of, like, black soil and mountains and rocks. You don't see a lot of trees, if any. Um, The little bit of, you know, vegetation that you can see looks very strange to you. It looks like it's hardly holding on. It, too, is all with this, like, dark color. You don't see any water or, um, from your immediate view, any animals or anything. It looks like like a desert almost however you know the, the colors and the minerals that make up the the moon are, are different than that on Torel. Mm, Gary stealth mode run away if anybody's coming that's not me or one of the crew and uh, Gary is now entering stealth mode and I'll uh I'll go to the uh the cargo bay that has the exit and uh start heading towards them where I think they are on foot. Alright, and you just uh, lock up the Gary in stealth mode beep, beep. and wander out onto this foreign alien moon, and we will return to the party. You all are still locked in this prison cell. It's been a couple days at this point. You're all on this ship, and you know, you can't really see where you're at, where you're going. You saw that they had all been preparing um, for some sort of change, perhaps a landing, and that's when you all devised this breakout plan. And so last time you did manage to break out by attacking these people and spilling coffee all over them and using suggestion to open the door. And the last thing that happened was one of the Githyanki scientists, the one that you had managed to convince using suggestion, he opened the door and is now just staring at you. What are you all going to do? Info's, Info's going to shout, Ray of Frost! And blast him with a Ray of Frost. Oh, good. Info's trying out a new DBZ thing where he yells out the spell first. Come here! Alright, yeah, go ahead and roll your attack. 
Alright, info rolled a 16. A 16. Alright, that'll hit. And it's gonna do all of three damage, so basically I iced his coffee. Yeah, as soon as this thing opens, the Githyanki scientist that had let you out just goes, uh-oh. And then you hit him with this ray of frost. It does exactly like he says. It kind of just freezes the coffee that's in his hands. He drops it on the ground and just looks at you in a panic. Alert! Escape! We have an escape! I want to cast Shadow Blade and stab this dude with it. When you cast Shadow Blade, unfortunately it's not dark in here, so you're not going to get the, some of the bonus effects, but this uh, shadowy blade just forms around your hand, and you are now holding the Shadow Blade. Go ahead and attack. So that's a 21. Ooh, 21. Yeah, 21 is definitely going to hit. So I rolled a 15. All right, so you stab this Kithyanki scientist in the stomach for 15 psychic damage after they had just been hit with this ray of frost. And it would be an understatement to say they are still shocked, as this has all been a very confusing few seconds for them, as they were just persuaded to open the door and then wondered why they did that. I think it's... Time to roll initiative, unless one of you has something that can take change the situation somehow. But the alarms are going off. I honestly think that Ava would be so pissed that she would take whatever arm he used to hit an alarm and just try and break it. Okay, I guess make an unarmed strike, which is really good because you're a monk. Well, you would think it would be right. You would think that, um, and you would you would have a lot of good reason to think that. But it's it is at, in fact only on eleven. <laughs> yeah, an eleven will not hit. Um, this person has just stumbled backwards as they've been stabbed with a blade that they didn't think existed. <laughs> and you just managed to miss because it seemed like both you and Kanan attempted to attack at the same time. With that, I think we will roll initiative. 17 for Ava. 16 for Lita. We got two eights in phone Kanan, but Kanan's got a higher dex. It does not take long for you all to see other Githyanki running in from behind. However, they're in the distance. For the moment, the only one in the room is the one that was standing before you and that just got stabbed in the stomach. All right, well, I'm starting to feel like magic is going better against this guy than physical violence, and so I'm going to draw upon the teachings that I learned when I was briefly on the other side a couple days ago, and I'm going to cast uh, Toll the Dead, so he has to, or they have to do a, a, thir- a DC 13 wisdom save. Uh, 13. It me- if it meets, it beats, right? So, uh, all right, that's my turn. Ava still needs to practice her magic. <laughs> all right, so then we move to Lita. Mm, okay. Can she run past this guy, or is he going to, like, get an attack of opportunity on her? The little alleyway that makes up the front of the barrier that leads into the prison room is wide enough. It's it's about 10 feet, 8 to 10 feet, where you could probably slip by this person without invoking attack of opportunity. Um, so she will try to squeeze past him and run up to where the other group of them is. She's like, well, I suppose if we're fighting them, we might as well go all out. And uh, she runs up to them and casts Thunder Wave. So all of them need to make a constitution saving throw. A DC 14. Yeah. All right. That seems like it could be uh, potentially pretty good. A constitution saving throw. Uh, 10. Okay. 
So yeah, you you managed to move right past this Githyanki scientist that was standing in the doorway, and you rush right past them. You see about four more Githyanki at this point that are kind of starting to march in. They all looked armed. None of them appear to be like the scientist ones that you had seen earlier, and you are able to um, hit them. So we have a 17, a 4, a 3, and an 11. So I think only one saves. So the one that saves takes half damage and is not pushed away from me. The ones that fail take 2d8 thunder damage and are pushed 10 feet back. So... No, that was shit. That's three thunder damage. My poor, poor dice. Yeah, but what Jeremy didn't tell you is there's an airlock right there. You just push him right out to space, right, Jeremy? Is that how it happened? Is that what it looked like? Yeah, yeah. A a trash compactor? (laughs) Not this time, unfortunately. So three of them get pushed back, and they take three damage. They don't seem to take uh, a lot of damage. They are taken aback for a second after seeing you attack, but... That's it. And now you're standing in front of four of them, and we move to the Gith Yankees' turn. So now the Gith are up next, and the four that you have just attacked are all looking extremely angry with Lita, and they're going to march forward. They all seem to be armed with these uh, swords, and these swords look, for the most part, identical. And some of you would know that the Githyanki uh, all carry a blade and that it's very, very important to them. And in fact, they would uh, die to to retrieve it or um, you know do anything to protect that blade as they consider it part of themselves. And of course, they each are carrying that blade, so it's going to lift up its sword and attempt to slash Alita. The first one that attacks Lita is going to roll a 13. That hits. Oh, God. So with a 13 to hit... That blade is going to come down and hit you for 2d6 plus 2 slashing damage. Maybe they'll roll as well as I did. Oh, God. Gotta get a, gotta get a new poster. 13 slashing damage plus 2d6 psychic damage. Cool. So a total of 20 damage. Um, another one will brandish its blade at you. Boom. And it will just say, stand down now! And it's holding it at you others are holding their blades in what looks like agreement and it says back to yourself (sighs) but it wasn't very comfortable it's very groggy and like musty and just this isn't a great place to hold people (laughs) she'll like put her hands behind her head and like roll her eyes and like turn around (laughs) one of them is going to walk up behind you and make a grappling check are you going to resist at all when they make this grappling no. check? Nope. Alright, so just grabs you, uh, not overly rough, and he's going to hold you there while another one walks up and puts these like cuff things around you, and they're just like the ones before. They bind your hands together by some sort of magic-like magnetic uh, force. And they're, it's going to start walking you back into the main room. At this point, the other three of you are just standing in the in the prison cell still. And Rodney is just sitting on the counter and there is coffee all over the floor as well as a Gith Yankee that's just been stabbed. And we go to Kanan. Kanan, what are you going to do? The other Gith that got stabbed, he's like 
just kind of freaking out, like holding his stomach and looking back and seeing that the uh, soldier Yankees are coming. But it is Kanan's turn. You definitely see that they are like walking this way with Lita. How badly injured does this guy look that I stabbed? So he got hit with like a frostbite and then he got shanked. So he's like bleeding out pretty bad from his stomach. And he's just like leaning over holding it. He also happens to be wearing like a like a light gray, almost white lab coat. So it shows up really nice against the fabric. <laughs> sure. So he looks um, pretty bad. Kanan would run forward since the door is still open to get out of the cell at least. And as I do, I would like to use two sorcery points to quicken an ice knife <laughs> and throw it at the guys that are walking Lita back. Oh, no. right, is it only target one? Or is it like an area of effect and can you omit Lita? Um, no, I don't think I can actually. <laughs> I don't think that I can. Maybe that's a little too much. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, I just summoned a sword and stabbed the guard in front of me. Yeah, because we there are out. four over. It's up to you. Are you throwing the ice knife? I'm running her? forward to get into melee range with the guy directly in front of us that I stabbed. Right. As I'm doing so, I'm going to summon an ice knife and chuck it at the guy furthest away from Lita. <laughs> All right. So you throw that ice knife with a 13. You are not going to hit. <laughs> okay. But would it hit the wall right next to him? He still needs to make a deck save. He will make the deck save as this knife that didn't hit him still explodes upon impact with the wall and rolls an 18. Cool. Well, that was my bonus action. So then I will attempt to use my shadow blade that's still out and try and finish off this guard right in front of me. It's a scientist guard, but yeah. I hate science. And I rolled a natural one. <laughs> natural one! So you run forward and then you're like, about to stab this card and I don't know is it do you miss or do you just have a moment of like (laughs) yeah I guess he he just flounders and I don't know trips over the grating on the floor that leads between the the lab and the cell okay so your murderous intent hasn't been deflated in any sort of way I guess not just making sure that the thrill's still alive so then we move on to info Info Cannon looks like he's ready for blood. What are you? What are you doing? Are you ready for blood? Rodney got kicked. I'm sorry, what? Rodney got kicked? <laughs> yes, um, yes. Rodney got kicked twice. That's that's right. So that was only yeah. while you were still oh, in God. this very cell. So it was really yeah. like two days ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. It, it's on. Um, oh, I can get by oh, this God. thing like Lita oh, did God. without oh, God. Oh, God. an opportunity attack, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So we're going to move up here. Uh, Where is Rodney? You said he was like over here. So yeah, after you move through the door, you can see Rodney's on the left of this lab sitting on a shelf. And there's just coffee all over the place, all over the floor in front of it. It's really not hard to find Rodney. It's never hard to find Rodney. All right. Info's going to pop through there while the guard is stumbling about. And he's going to start... Ticking his fingers with his thumb, like clicking them together in a countdown. Oi, Rodney! Come on, lad. Let's get to it. And Rodney's gonna hop off the shelf and uh, move down next to me here. 
and then Info's gonna just look at the guy who's right there next to Lita. Oi! Chromatic orb for ya! And toss a chromatic orb at him. And say, uh, acid chromatic orb. Info's rolling good tonight, at least. 22. That'll absolutely hit this person that is essentially the one, like, walking uh, Lita back towards the cell. And this is all happening in a matter of seconds. I mean, Lita essentially just surrendered, and in the moment these handcuffs kind of magically link together, people are getting stabbed, ice knives are exploding, and then this acid chromatic orb is just moving across this very small lab right towards her captor. 3d8. 22 acid damage. Talking. You don't kick Rodney. <laughs> Melt can this, face can off. this be the one that kicks Rodney? He seems like the type of douche that would kick him. You are not sure, but it certainly seems like it might be. As and this, he's got a he's got a name tag. Yeah, there's a coffee stain on the shoe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so twenty two to hit, and then twenty two damage as this acid chromatic orb just bursts on this gith yankee he lets out a scream having taken a, a tiny bit of damage earlier and now getting hit with a lot of damage just a few seconds later but still seems to be standing anything else rodney is gonna run up on him and do his force rend well that wasn't very good at all so five totals so that was terrible so rodney missed terribly yeah, Rodney comes rolling forward and just attempts to shoot a little bit of steam on this guy's foot. And he jumps back and just says, Oh, not you again! <laughs> it is that motherfucker! Is there anything else you'd like to do? Info's gonna look at him and shout, Oi, now I know who to break my foot off in. And we go back to the top of the round with Ava. I believe what I'm going to do is... Uh use him as like a stepping off point to launch myself towards the others and uh, just sort of try and step on his wound and see if I can kill him with that. Uh, so let's see. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, that is a uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll definitely hit as you use his wound. I mean, I think he's, he's prone. I feel like I could have rolled with advantage, but... Uh, it wasn't better, so. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Let me roll damage on that, first of all. Okay, uh, seven damage. Okay. And then I'm going to uh, use that as a launching point. I'm going to launch myself forward towards uh, the the uh, gen- the Gith Yankee who is holding um, Lita. And I'm going to... Flurry of blows as a bonus action. 19 to hit and a 11 to hit. All right, so the 19 will hit and the 11 will miss. That's going to be a, a 7 damage on that guy. So I try to punch him in such a way that he would kind of reflexively let go of, of Lita. Okay. Yeah, I think you jump off this open wound giving you a little extra spring in your bounce and you fling across the room and you come down uh, with a nice fist that you somehow punch like three or four times before landing and he's right in the throat, right in the throat and the person is they have to let go and just react as 
they have no choice as they've been punched in the throat really hard. After being hit with acid and then annoyed by a coffee maker. That's how we do. And now we move to Lita. Lita, how do you feel? You have just surrendered. Now this is happening. Your turn. You've been released, but you're still handcuffed. Lita is like... Oh, fuck, I don't really know what to do. Um, <laughs> can't we just all get along and, like, be friends? And uh, she looks at, like, whoever she thinks is the one in charge. When you turn to your left, you see someone with their face burned from a whole bunch of acid. Okay. And um, they look upset. They got punched in the throat, too. I can't with- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know how you punch your friends in the throat yeah, after they've like, been burned by acid? We, mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Terrell thing. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm really out of ideas. I really don't know. Um, I'm really sorry um, for them. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to look at someone and be like, hey, maybe we can talk it out and try to cast suggestion on one of them to see if maybe we can get them to just like not want to fight us. So a wisdom saving throw, which they're definitely going to pass, but... Which one are you going to target? The one that's been burnt no, with absinthe? No, not the one that's been burnt with absinthe. That could be bad too, I guess. We're just having a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, not the one that's been burnt with acid. One of them standing behind me. I look at that one and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And then she turns around and she's like, one of you. <laughs> I'm sure this is fine. <laughs> so wisdom saving throw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. Oh. Okay, so they fail, but again, that is within the constraints of the DM. Uh, that's I suggested that we just all get along and not do this and talk it out. So that is up to you for interpretation. If there's a chair anywhere in the science room, Lita will take her handcuff happy little self and pop down in it and just look around exasperated. <laughs> so you're like, turn and you see Ava... And the person with the acid burns and the other three Githyanki that are standing right there. You are pretty certain there are probably even more Githyanki on the ship already. Um, But for the ones right here, you're just like pleading with them. And as you cast suggestion, the one in the middle just goes like, yeah, guys, can't we just like relax a little bit? I mean, it's not like... They stabbed someone. <laughs> and he's going to be like, because he doesn't know that they definitely did that. And is going to just be looking around like with his arms out. But the other two are just looking at him kind of like, what? And the other guy doesn't even like hear him as he's just like still in a lot of pain. But that middle one, that middle one, at least for the moment, seems convinced. Would you like to do anything else? No, she will go sit down and just... She can't really do much with her hands tied up, other than, uh, I guess, inspire people. She'll look at Ava and be like, You're really good with your fists. Um, Maybe we should try our mouth exercises. That sounds terrible. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Try something else. <laughs> so 
So, all right, after you just walk away and sit in that chair, it is the Gith Yankees' turn. And um, the one that's hurt a lot and just got punched is going to swing his sword directly at Ava for a 12 to hit. Oh, thank God. Not going to do it. Seeing what these things can do. Um, He will swing again. What? And get a 13 to hit. Also not going to do it. Too much acid in his eyes. It's true. Um, these swings are one-handed. They look just, you know, out of, like, he seems very distracted as one arm's, like, trying to, like, hold his face in response to just being burned and being punched and all that kind of stuff. And is now swinging uh, the sword blindly and misses both times. The one in the middle is just still, like, if everyone could just calm down, I'm sure they'll just get back to their cells as... It's like just kind of backing up a little bit. One of the other one that's standing there is going to swing at you twice. Uh, it misses the first time, but the second one does manage to hit you. Deflect attack for Rodney. All right, so that gives him disadvantage. And with disadvantage, it is a 15. Uh, that is not going to hit. Fucking Rodney. So what does yes. this look like as Rodney interferes? Rodney uh, sees him swinging and he sticks his giant tamper thumb up and just goes bing and kind of deflects it just enough and then as the guy's swing misses he locks eyes with Rodney and Rodney's other hand just sticks up the middle finger and he goes bloop bloop and then there's another one and the other one doesn't look convinced like it's friend who's literally just backing up like giving up at this point and this one is going to attempt to attack Ava with a 20 and a 16 those are both going to hit. Oh, shit. Third time's Rip. the charm for these gentlemen. Yeah. I think that's going to be 46, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 2d6 plus 2 plus 2d6. So 9 slashing damage plus 9 psychic damage. Okay. That's so not 18. okay, though. That's the first attack. Oh, that was the first one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's not okay. That's not okay, Megan. 13 slashing damage plus... Plus 10 psychic damage. So you are dropped to the ground (laughs) as this thing does not miss. It comes in, and with the two other Githyanki already upon you, it just brings down its sword on you twice, dropping you to the ground. All right, so uh, I'm going to go learn some more secrets from Beyond the Grave. I'll be right back. From the city that brought you Kentucky Fried Chicken... Sluggers and Muhammad Ali comes Roll for Weird, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. Join Philbert Fogel, Doomsday Prepper and Expert. I mean, I'm kind of like the, the linchpin that's keeping everything together in the group. Laysath, the Divine, and the Sensible. And I still owe him my life, so... I would have to end yours. It would be a mess. Shadow, the edgy initiate. I trust him with my life. I don't know if I trust him with, you know, my bank account or my car or something like that. Misty Charlotte Paladino, spellslinger and trench coat enthusiast. But I haven't set anything on fire that I haven't meant to set on fire. Silas Lancaster, elderly vampire. There's only one fill of it. They broke the mold when they made Silvers. And Dragonbait as the Creeper Keeper. 
was begging you, help! Roll for Weird on Twitch. Streaming monthly. New podcast episodes every other Friday. Available on Apple or wherever you find your podcasts. You find yourself in the midst of an endless frozen field. This would be difficult terrain for all but the most elite warriors, but you're no stranger to this punishing climate. You stand alone with nothing but your trusted silver blades and your most resplendent custom-made armor. This is it, the final encounter in a quest for gold that's brought you all over the world. You've been training your whole life for this, and you're ready. If this sounds exciting, have we got great news for you about competitive figure skating. Join us at the Ice Tea Podcast, the podcast where we spill the tea on figure skating. Whether you're a diehard fan or you just saw Yuri on Ice once and you thought it looked kind of cool, we're here to recap major events, interview your favorite skaters, break down the drama, and do the incredibly important sports journalism of rating the quality of plushies thrown out onto the ice. We may not be technical specialists, but we are comedians with a lot to say. Check us out at bit.ly slash podcast or by searching the Ice Tea Podcast wherever you get your pods. In a world where adventure awaits and danger lurks around every corner, an unlikely group of friends find themselves on the path to becoming heroes. But school will only get them halfway. Merlin, the human warlock barber guy. Oh god, no, I gotta buff his butt! No! Can I refuse business? Ubo, the turtle artificer. Well, it doesn't work yet, but uh, I'm working on it. Ultrex, the discarded warforged paladin. I don't eat or sleep or wear clothes, so I just sit in the corner and wait. And Clyde, the Goliath barbarian in skinny jeans. They're called skinny pelts, okay? Find us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast by searching for Halfway to Heroes. And then we move to Info. Info, what are you going to do? You're um, back a little. You're still with Kanan and the one that is dying the most. That has been used as a springboard off its bleeding wound. What are you going to do? Info's going to look at the oncoming guys. He's going to look at Lita and kind of shrug. All right. Well, it's time to become a wall. You bugging bastards. Let's go. And he's going to step up and just sort of stand over Ava's unconscious body. And he's just going to, like, bring it on, like, ready to rock. And the guy who uh, has the acid face is still standing, right? Yes. Uh, that person is still standing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, Hold it dead, that guy. So, wisdom, DC 13, save. That's going to be a 14. Alright, so you do Toll of the Dead, and it does not um, kill that one. Alright, and Rodney is gonna uh, tamp that guy, uh, like, right on the wrists. And he is going to... Seven. Yeah, seven uh, misses. Is there anything else that you or Rodney can do? Nope, we're just standing there, ready to take it on. Kanan, there's this one on the ground that's dying a lot. And when you look on the other side of this laboratory, you see a lot more coming. 
and you see your friends on the okay. ground, and you see Lita just sitting there like, <laughs> yep, I give up. Uh, um, but Info hasn't given up, neither has Rodney. So what about Kanan? What are you doing? Uh, assessing the situation in the incoming eight further Gith Yankee, um, I'm going to dispel my Shadow Blade and slowly put my hands up and say info I think maybe we should go and have a seat I think maybe Lita's got the right idea and then I'm going to look down to the gith down the floor and go you know I am just so so sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) total misunderstanding And I'm just going to end my turn backing slowly into the cell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) Ava, make a death save. All right. Which dice is rolling well for me? (laughs) Not the one I just rolled. That's a two. Ooh, at least it was in that one. All right, so that's one failure. We go to Lita. Lita, you're just sitting here. Anything else? You see Kanan also surrendering. Um, <laughs> I will uh, crouch, get up and walk over to Ava and crouch next to her and like rub my uh, my tied hands up against her and be like, God, this is really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Try to cure wounds her so I can get her back up and then just go sit back down. <laughs> You just lean way too close to her face and you're just grabbing her in the face behind your back. (laughs) Get up, please. (laughs) Well, that's max. So it's 12 points of healing. And then I will go get back up and walk back over to my chair (laughs) and sit back down. You were so compliant. You're out of the way. And then you just came and went so quickly. You weren't really stopped at that moment as you uh, healed Ava for 12 healing. And now... It is the gift's turn. The gift that is dying on the floor is going to hobble kind of backwards and hoarsely be like, Get in your cell! To Kanan, pointing at the back of the room. Yep, totally there. And you got it. Bleeding, bleeding all over, and is going to slam their hand up on the wall and hit um, something on the panel that reactivates the one-sided magical barrier where things can go in but not out. And the other Gith Yankee are going to respond differently. The one that has been hit in the face with acid is going to pull his leg back and deliver another hard kick to Rodney. And he's going to hit with a 20. That'll hit as he says Get out of here, you ugly thing! And kicks it. Jeremy knows the fucking buttons to press. For 10 damage. Kick Rodney down to 15 hit points. It's a well-built coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking coffee maker. And then with another 20, he's going to bring down a sword on him. Oh, 13 shit. slashing damage and 11 psychic damage. Is Rodney affected by psychic damage? says damage immunity poison I don't see anything about not being damaged by psychic so uh, it's hit for 24 more damage which drops 
Rodney. Does Rodney just collapse, or is Rodney something that vanishes like a familiar? Does Rodney have a concept of self? He is a sentient cognition. Does Rodney have an ethos? Uh, if it's died within the last hour, you can use your Smith's tools as an action to revive it, provided you're within five feet of it. So, so Rodney collapses to the ground and is in pieces and you're pretty upset because it's going to take you at least 15 minutes to fix him. <laughs> the other two are going to turn and swing a sword. Oh, do you look, did, did uh, Info like look like retreating at all or does Info seem to still be in all fighting mode? Oh, he's in all fighting mode now. Oh God. Okay. And the Gith Yankee is going to attack Info, who is now the closest person that's not unconscious or just completely taking himself out of the combat with a natural 20. Oh, no. And another Uh, natural, another natural 20. I had to look twice. No. Yeah, wait. And for the listeners at home, that's on roll 20 in front of everyone. Uh, Well, I'm going to use a shield spell with my reaction. So that'll be a spell slot. One reaction which you take when you are hit by an attack or targeted by a magic missile. An invisible barrier of magical force appears and protects you until the start of your next turn. You have a plus five bonus AC, including against the triggering attack, and you take no damage from magic missiles. So so I have a 23 armor class right now. Those are both 25s, though. Yeah, those are both hit for 25. Natural 20s. So the shield... I'm sure I'll get hit more. The shield appears, but it's still just... This one in the middle is the same one that downed Ava. This one just seems overly skilled um, and just hits you perfectly two times. Uh, I'm about to roll a lot of dice. Yeah. You're going to get hit with... 8d6 slashing plus 8d6 psychic. It might all be ones. I don't think it's going to be. So I'm just going to roll 16d6 plus 2. Because <laughs> that's what it comes out to. Unless you're immune or resistant to certain types of damages in this situation. Poison and disease defenses. Alright, so with the multi-attack and both of them being a natural 20, you were hit for 48 damage. Okay, I'm dead. What are the rules on auto death? What is the damage that you have to deal? Like, isn't it double something? And they just... It's max HP plus remaining HP. Yeah, what's your max HP? I have 35 total hit points. Oh, it's a good thing you're uh, you're a sturdy, sturdy warforge. So if you had like 5 HP left and you had a max of 35 and they did 40, that could kill you outright. But you had 35 out of 35? Yeah. You were max, so you'd need at least 70 in this instance Ooh. to kill you. So 48 drops you, but you are not dead. That would have damn near killed me. That attack would have straight up killed me. Yeah, kind of same. Good thing you're Warforged. Yep. So that happens. The other one is going to now march into the room and sees that at this point everyone is down. Except for Kanan, who has retreated into the cell. And for Lita, who is sitting on a chair. This one will look at you and just say, To the cell! Oh, yep, no problem. Um, hey, is there like a, a leader that we could talk to that's like... 
semi-reasonable, unlike um, he who would not give us a name. I actually don't know his name. He just kept saying it was none of our business, so I don't know his name. Captain Nanya. Um, is there someone who is, like, more reasonable than him that we can, like, speak to? Or I can speak to? I don't know. Well, I can bring the captain here, but I wouldn't expect him to be any more reasonable. That's fair, that's fair. Okay. Well, cool. Um, do you have any tea? I don't know if you deserve any tea. We still have to clean up your coffee. <laughs> you can just go to your cell. This one's going to turn to the others and just go, clean this mess up, pointing to party that's all over the ground. And they begin to drag their unconscious bodies across the coffee-covered floor, and they drag them all into the cell. What's the, what's the show's tagline again, Megan, so far? Oh, we fucked around and found out? We sure shit did tonight. <laughs> This is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did when we were recording it. We had a lot of fun. It's really, really hard to ever stop, no matter how late it gets. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you subscribe to Eclipse so you never miss any of our episodes. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Please go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a review. Those things are super helpful, especially for a brand new podcast. You can keep up to date with all of the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That's at EclipsePod. We are super, super active on Twitter. And you can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about our show and our crew and the voice actors that are playing the characters on Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you'll definitely want to go and check that out as well. We are home to over a dozen amazing podcasts and streams, everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a weekly live nerdy craft stream on Twitch, so we really do all of it here at the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Heroes, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff that we're doing. Check out our streaming schedule and come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.